This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and this week's episode sees Eskif and Albert join me to look ahead to the visit of Premier League surprise package Sheffield United to Sellers Park. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Yes, right back at you with another episode. Albert Curley joining the gang. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Apparently really bubbly. I don't know where this has come from. And Sam Heskiff, as always. Hello. Right. Not quite as bubbly. Not quite as bubbly. Uh, Don't worry. We'll we'll draw it out of you yet. Um, If you haven't listened to the Daily Transfer podcast, what are you doing? Um, Stop this. Go and listen to me, Albert and Heskiff talking about the potential transfers, which will not happen on this particular show. So if you're wondering where the absence of transfer rumours is, it's there. Go listen to that first, then come back to this point and listen to this. Okay, now you've done that, we can go. Uh, We're going to start this week, because I know someone's got one, with this. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! I kind of have a beer this week. Um, What have I got left? Two days left of dry January. But I am drinking ginger beer, I'm afraid. So nothing alcoholic. Um, Albert, you've got a beer. I've got a beer. I'm not doing dry January. Uh, it's a Heineken. <laughs> are, are you doing um, fuck all February? What does that mean? Well, I think it's just kind of the same thing, isn't it? Oh, I see. Don't drink. In, I thought you meant just like not doing anything. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm well up for that. Yeah, uh, that is not exclusive to February. No, I was um, funny. <laughs> in fact, you've mentioned dry January. I was in the pub with a, a dad's night with some of the rad dads from school, uh, and people were talking. Oh, how's Christmas? Is anyone doing dry January? And I swear down, one of the dads called Pete. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing dry January. Whilst holding a pint of beer, 
<laughs> and I thought, ah, oh, that's funny. And I said, and I laughed. He went, no, no, I am. I'm, I'm doing dry January. I was like, well, you're not. He said, well, I am. I, he said, well, no, well, apart from tonight. <laughs> I was like, well, you're not doing dry January then. And like, he just, Damn, he wouldn't let it go. January. He wouldn't let it go. Like, just literally pint in mouth going, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm doing uh, dry January. Like with yeah. no, just couldn't get it. And I was, I was ashamed. Yeah. See, the problem with me, I do this every year and it comes the end of January and I feel so alive and so rested and no hang a month of no hangovers. And I've, I've really get encouraged and I keep it up for a couple of weeks and then something happens at Palace. It's either a last minute winner or a last minute loss and the beers come out in the victory and that's, that's the end of that. And then I'm back on it for another year. I'm sure I read an article that said doing dry January is actually bad for you. Yeah, was it written? Is it a bit like um, what's that uh, gun place in America writing about how guns are good for you? No, I can't. Remember. They said it's something to do with the fact that you go from you know doing nothing to then just getting back on it is actually worse for your liver than just drinking steadily throughout the year. Sponsored by JD Weatherspoon was that research? I think it was on Brexit dot com. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Lots, I, I can't remember. Lots I read of flag it waving then. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. oh, stop it. Um, yeah, so that's you know I, I've taken that report on on board and carried on drinking steadily. So here's to you. Lovely stuff. Um, what about you, Haskiff? What are you drinking? I'm drinking another Dosser case because I haven't finished them yet. Oh, lovely. That's it. We'll stop. Just got um, before we started recording this. Uh, had a couple of technical difficulties. Uh, the lovely Lynn, apparently from Zencaster, has messaged us. She said, "Hi there. There has been an issue that has since been resolved. You should be able to connect now. We know that your time is valuable, and we are deeply sorry for any disruption in your schedule." Yeah. That's good customer service, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah my, my time is valuable at all. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, especially not Albert's doing fuck all all the time. Um, usually on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Well, we, we we got a very nice review of the podcast this week, um, but we have a sneaking suspicion that it was written by Albert because he said that Albert's one of the wittiest people in in podcasting in England. In England, <laughs> I think you, I think that's what it said. Are you genuinely disappointed that he, he, it's only in England? No, no, I was, you know, I, I, I don't know where was that review. I don't know where that was posted. Was it a review? It was either a review or an email that we yeah, got. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get, I don't see any of that. So that was, you know, whoever that was. I mean, you're mental, but thanks very much. Uh, there was a very another good review that mentioned you as well. Um, but he was saying it's, we've got a nice balance of people on this podcast. Um, you know, having someone who works in the movies and swans around the world doing nothing most of the time. <laughs> Fuck all February. <laughs> uh, I got this one. I like this one. It said, uh, this is a great show. Shame about Heskith. What a miserable shit. Was that written, was that written by Vanessa, by any chance? <laughs> uh, how, how did you get a copy of their wedding vows? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to that one. Uh, yeah, so up yours, Heskith. Well, anyway, um, we'll start with... I can't believe I'm going to say this next sentence. We'll start with Wilf's new haircut. (laughs) 
hot or uh, not, guys. <laughs> I mean, um, what they call it, breakout season vibes, Albert. So I'm sorry, what? <laughs> breakout season vibes. I think that's vibes oh, with an I and a Z. I see, as in that's the, he's got a similar style of haircut to what he had when he was first really good at football. Is that one? Have I read that right? That's about right, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it does make him look what, like, yeah, almost exactly the same. Like, he looks so much younger. Um, and I think it's good. It makes him more aerodynamic. So I'm all for that. Uh, Heskiff, are you sad to see the end of what I refer to as the predator look? <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the dreads. I think he looks good with them. But he looks good regardless. Mm. So, so long as he's rinsing defenders and scoring a few more goals, I don't really care what, what his haircut is, to be yeah, honest. I kind of wish he did spit acid like the Predators did. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to pull you up there. Oh, I'm talking aliens. That's what I meant. Yeah. Right. Or alien, technically, then <laughs> aliens. It's yeah. good if you got one of those film industry types on the podcast to correct you. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that's what I meant. It's because it was kind of like long. It made his head look like it was much longer and went backwards. So I meant aliens. I do apologize. Um, <clears throat> please please don't implant anything in my stomach to burst out. <laughs> uh, create, create holes. Anyway, so what we think... So many images there. <laughs> out of 10 for the new haircut, Heskiff. 10. 10 out of 10. Albert? Uh, not, your, not your hair, obviously. We're not talking about your hair. No, I mean, I'm going to have to do that fairly soon to my own hair because it is running away from my face. Uh, so I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, a solid, solid seven. Well, technically, it's not a haircut. It's just a, a lack of hair. Well, bef- about if you pull up to the players entrance at about one o'clock on a Saturday or this Saturday and you can ask Jenk Tosin where he got he's done, mate. I'm sure he, he, knows, he knows a good, a good deal. And Andros, no? And uh, Well, Andros Andros is the original number, but I don't know. I just feel like... I, I reckon Andros is referring people and getting some sweet cash back. Well, no, see, see Andros <laughs> got his done in England and Chank probably got his done in Turkey, so any excuse for a holiday for you, innit? So. Well, it's funny you say that. A mate yeah. of mine who's a plumber, he got his done in Turkey. Uh, hotel and the treatment was like 500 quid. But they didn't. <laughs> they didn't tell him about the side effects before he did it. Crucially, and his face blew up. Remember Crichton from Red Dwarf? <laughs> his face blew up to like these sort of pa- like his fat panel like face like head. And you're, he wasn't allowed to. You're not allowed to put like a t-shirt on. Nothing can disturb your scalp, so you can't even lie down. So he he's a plumber. He was having to go to jobs in like a button-up shirt. So he didn't have to put anything over his head, and like he looked monstrous. And people like opening the door, and people like freaking out. He had people coming up to him in the supermarket to ask him if he was okay. Like he looked like proper elephant man. So I, if I ever get it done, straight up, not going to Turkey. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. it's uh, You ever seen girls who get their eyebrows tattooed or microbladed and things like that? And why do I know that? And uh, um, Microbladed? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, they draw eyebrows on basically per- semi-permanent or permanent eyebrows on to women. A lot of women have them now. Or I say a lot. I mean, it's probably five percent it feels like a lot (laughs) but they scab up after like a week so you'll see girls walking around with really scabby looking eyebrows for around london keep an eye out (laughs) so there's been a lack of transfers at the moment at the time recording we are january 29th uh, what are we looking here with 9 30 p.m uh, still only chenk tosin in on loan uh, but on Instagram today, Heskiff, and someone who's always at the stadium, Darren Ambrose can still do 10Ks in 39 minutes. So um, get him out the ambassador lounge and back onto the field. Yeah, register him up. That's not bad going. Plus, we never have anyone who shoots from distance really anymore. I mean, we don't really have anyone who shoots at all. So uh, I'd welcome Darren Ambrose taking pot shots from 40 yards again. Um, Albert... <laughs> 10Ks in 39 minutes is, I think that's a pipe dream for me. 10K, uh, I'm trying to think what my personal best was. I think I did it in an hour and three minutes. So I'm not that far behind. And you did it in an hour. You've actually run a 10K, first of all. Yeah. Well, I'm on a treadmill. <laughs> Why? What are you laughing? It's still 10K, isn't it? I'm just laughing at the notion of you deciding, getting up and making that decision. I'm going to run 10k today. Well, it was during a it was during a period between jobs, which I will call like a fuckle February when I wasn't working and was <laughs> just swallowing around. And I went to the gym every day and got well into running. Did a 10k a few times a week. Whatever. Uh, have you seen the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Uh, one yeah, once upon a time. Yeah, there's a there's a bit when the guy's between jobs and he just spends all down the sofa and um, like doing impressions of Gandalf and eating cereal out of like plant pots. I would have thought that would have been more you between jobs. Yeah, I, I've definitely done plenty of that in my time. I've definitely done more of that than the treadmill. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay, so Darren Ambrose can come back in. Um, then it really would be like Will's breakout season, wouldn't it? If he's back in. Uh, but obviously this season we know that Jason Punchin and Bakary Sacco have gone out to Cyprus to play for Paphos um, but again I've been skulking through Instagram today Heskiff and Yak remember him he's currently in Ayanapa do you reckon he's, he's a bit of an old boys reunion is he really I would, wouldn't be surprised if he was on loan out there because he, he, he seems to turn up at all sorts of different clubs according to his Wikipedia page <laughs> Um, yeah, I reckon I reckon that's party town, isn't it, with those three there? I mean, looking at Paphos's results, they look terrible. Um, I think Punch and plays about maybe one every three games. And I've barely ever seen Sacco in the team. So 
goodness knows what's going on there, but um, definitely doesn't feel some like some sort of swindle at all. Uh, no idea. Uh, right, what else we got? Jaira Riedewald, Albert, voted player in a month for January by Palace fans. Does, does that surprise you? Um, I, I think he was the only choice, really. Yeah, I think, yeah. Thinking back, I, I couldn't even... I couldn't even come up with a uh, a meek alternative to Jairo Riedeveld. Um, I don't know if that's a, a damning indictment of everybody else or, you know, praise for how good he's been because um, the results haven't been, like, mind-blowing recently. But he seems to have just come in and, you know, been a bit of a, a ray of sunshine. You know, we've all kind of, I say we, mainly me, have, you know, given him a bit of a kick in over the last, like, 18 months and, you know, sort of wondered really what is he doing here. Um, but fair play to him. He, he, he's come in and not even in a position where you would think, oh, yeah, I'll slot him in there. You know, I I think of when he played against City on the New Year's Eve game where we scraped the draw and he was more sort of midfield and, you know, had a, had a great game then, to be fair. But I would never have thought, oh, yeah, we'll plop him in at left back and he's going to look really good. Yeah, I mean, he's... I think there was an element, it wasn't just him as well against Southampton of everyone tiring a bit and he couldn't get forward in that game anywhere near as much as he'd done in previous games. But perhaps I, 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 he was a centre-back, supposedly, is what the ball brought him in, a more ball-playing centre-back, but naturally probably more a centre-midfielder. But the defensive side we knew should probably be there. But Heskiff, has him going forward been the, the real surprise in terms of, you know, most touches in the opposition area, his link up with Wilf and all of that going forward. It's, it's been quite refreshing to see. Yeah, it has. I mean, when you think about it, really, it shouldn't be a surprise that he's so comfortable on the ball, um, you know, coming from the Ajax Academy and, and they like to pass it around even at the back. You know, his composure his composure is, is very good and, and I think perhaps that shouldn't be a surprise to us, but yeah, it's been really good to see him support the play so well, um, especially when you compare to you know the opposite side because Kelly sort of gets a nosebleed when he gets to the halfway line. Um, and we know that he's not a fullback and it's not his game, etc. But it just shows how important it is to have, have that support to our local wide players. Um, and I, yeah, I think, like you say, he's, he's thoroughly deserved that. Um, yes, um, someone who maybe if he would have had a chance of winning it wouldn't have got it in the end because... Jordan Ayew has been smashing windows at the training ground. <laughs> I saw him um, a great post on Twitter where it was three photos of clubs in and around us at the table with players holding up the shirts on their YouTube channels. And on our YouTube channel, it was Ayew smashes window at training ground was the headline. Um, <laughs> Albert? Do you think somewhere in Atlanta, there's a Frank the Boar? Just going up to people and saying, I told you so. Told oh, what so. about Gyro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's done a right out there, hasn't he? Didn't he eventually come good with Atlanta? I don't know. That's, um, that's for another time. But, you know, terrible manager. <laughs> uh, and Albert, you've just, in the WhatsApp group, posted a picture of your friend post-hair graft. Um, I, I want to ex- expand on this a little bit. <laughs> He, I mean, what, like his head. He looks dreadful. I mean, poor guy. Looks like kind of like Frankenstein yeah. or something. Like he's been stapled back together. Yeah, they did it, and then they, and then they said just just before you uh, fly back to London, he's only there two days. He went with a mate. Um, they said you might 
you might encounter some mild swelling. <laughs> um, and as you can see from the picture, his face. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, it was so funny. It was so funny. What, yeah. How does, the hair, how does right? the hair look? Yeah, this, uh, you know, I think it's two years on. It looks all right. And the, the swelling's gone. <laughs> but as you can imagine, he was the... we. I mean, no one ever took the piss out of him for going a bit thin on top. Yeah. But for the for the two weeks that his face looked like that fucking monstrosity, he was obviously the butt of all the jokes. And, you know, two years later... He's now the butt of the joke on this podcast. So it looks like he's got. It looks like he's got in the ring of Anthony Joshua, and he's just pummeled his face. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But with a perfectly symmetrical hairline. Okay, I feel like we might have to tweet this picture. <laughs> with just this should. Oh no! This should be that. the picture for the podcast. <laughs> if anybody wants it, they can at me, and we'll, we'll we'll talk. I mean, we literally have it. I have it on my phone right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that true. So thank you for giving it to me, Albert. And um, that will be, no, well, perhaps not. But um, if you see me at Sellers Park, you can come over and <laughs> ask for me to see it. And I will show you what this guy's face looks like. Right, anyway, let's finish that there. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about the visit of Sheffield United after some very famous commentary. Taken short by Roberts to Roger. And crossed into Lenigan and headed away by Tyler. Hopkin though. Going for glory. That is a wonderful goal from David Hopkin. And it will take Crystal Palace into the Premiership. The last minute of the playoff final. Crystal Palace's captain. Crystal Palace's player of the year. One of the outstanding players in the Football League. Yes, commentary there, David Hopkins scoring in the 1997 playoff final at Wembley against this weekend's opponent, Sheffield United, who I referred to them in the intro as the surprise package this season. Uh, Heskiff, we both went up to Bramall Lane very early on in the season. Was it, in fact, was it opening game of the season, second game of the season, something like that? Uh, We were dreadful that weekend. Yeah, I was... Funnily enough, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to sort of manage to sound positive when talking about that. Um, there's actually a photo that was taken of me inadvertently by mate. Um, one of our friends who bought our tickets hadn't ticked the box that said seats together. So we were all dotted about all over the place. Um, and my mate was taking a photo sort of as a joke, like, look, we're all over the, we're all over the whatever block we were in. And I just that moment turned and made a face that says, I don't know why I bother doing this every week. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I, I, feel like I superimposed that picture onto a Christmas jumper this year. <laughs> the Crystal yeah, Palace Christmas yes, jumper with this Heskiv looking um, like a grumpy bastard. Um, that's my overbearing memory yeah. of the, the game at Brown Lane. Um, it was crap. It, it was really crap, wasn't it? Um but I mean, I, th- I suppose the only solace from that is that they've actually done really well this season and are beating a lot of teams that would normally have expected um, that they would normally have expected to lose to. But I, th- I still think on the day, if we'd have actually done a bit, well, yeah, I mean, something out of the game. Go on, Albert, you jump in first. Just to say, to be fair to your mate Sam, if I was going to an away game with you and booking your ticket, I wouldn't tick the fucking. <laughs> 
box that says please see us together either <laughs> how dare you yeah um it was definitely uh, done on purpose i'm sure but look albert they've only lost sheffield united two away games this season and that was against city and liverpool um considering when they come up everyone just assumed they were going to be bottom of the league fodder for everyone uh record low points and all of that nonsense uh but that's some impressive record. I mean, it's been a lot of draws on the road, seven and seven of the other ten, so three wins, seven draws. But that's that's really good going for a newly promoted team. Yeah, and you know, fair play to them. I, you know, it's sort of when we get everyone sort of says, you know, when there's a when there's a, a newly promoted team who are exceeding expectations, you know, it's always the second half of the season that sort of makes or breaks them. And you know, I remember Blackpool were absolutely flying. At sort of Christmas, January time, you know, the first year they came up and then they, you know, they rapidly went downhill and, and ended up getting relegated. I, I can't see that happening with, with Sheffield United. I'm sure they'll, you know, maybe even, you know, if, if they like everybody, they'll be looking to strengthen with the rest of the transfer window. But they seem to have done, you know, way more than enough to, even if they went on a terrible, terrible run between now and the end of the season, you'd like to think they'd get enough points and, it's definitely worse teams in the league. But yeah, I think it is quite a surprise. I know that, you know, it's more how they've gone about it and the tactics they use that seem to have really kind of caught the attention of of everybody. And, and we were one of the sort of first first teams to really fall foul of it. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I sort of, I didn't follow them hugely in the championship last season, but I knew they were decent. And I'm not saying I went into that game expecting a win, but... Yeah, we were we were abject in that game. Um, I think for every bit that they were good, I thought, you know, we just we just didn't. And it's the story we do a lot of the time. You know, really, we we looked like we could have done something with the last remainder of the game, but you know, we'd almost we'd almost lost it in the first half. And um, I, I'd like to think we wouldn't won't repeat that on Saturday. But they've they've shown no signs of slowing down. <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to Blades Pod and they said uh, on that day, they actually, the way we performed, they feared for us, uh, saying that, that we looked like relegation fodder. And they were saying that if it was uh, seven or eight weeks later that they played us in that game, they would absolutely run us over because in the opening six or seven games of the season, they were a lot more tentative because they just didn't realise how much of an impact they were going to have on the season and how they'd actually be able to open teams up, etc. cetera. So um, they were <laughs> said they were really worried about us. But obviously, like everything with, you know, they seem surprised that we're, we're where we are in the table, sitting with 30 points after this many games. So... Was there an element of them getting a little too big for their boots? They were still talking a lot about how many points they need to survive uh, relegation. Um, I think they're on 33 now, which of course means that if we beat them this weekend, we go level on points with them. I think we're about seven or eight goals behind them. But again, Heskiff, for how good a start, I can't even call it a start anymore, for how good a season Sheffield United have had, um, does it surprise you that we're only three points behind them? Yeah, it does. It does, because a lot of the games that we've been to, certainly recently, haven't felt like we're a top-half team. I suppose the Man City result aside, you know, if someone was to sit with no context and watch us against Southampton, then you'd be, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if they were thinking, well, this this Palace team are in real trouble because we just offered absolutely nothing. Um and I think you got, you know, putting into context, Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Sheffield United, sorry, have just come up. They haven't bought 
name players, you know, that you would expect to, to push him this high up in the league. So I think that they have been doing very, very well. Um, from our point of view, it's been a weird season because I haven't really felt much like we've been playing great football. It hasn't been exciting. Um, and I think obviously that's tempered a bit by the injury crisis we had. But it does seem weird that we're as high up as we are based on the sort of general mood around the place um, over the last couple of months even. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, we both have different expectations of the season, but it does seem strange that there's only a, a few points in it from their brilliant opening and our mediocre one. Our time in the Premier League mostly, other than the Pardue FA Cup final season when we dropped like a stone in the second half of the season. It's the second half of the season where we've really pinned things together and things have started to click for us. And Albert, we've got Andros Townsend, Luka Milivojevic, Patrick Van Arnold and Christian Benteke are all back in contention now for places in the squad. Um, does this feel like with everything coming together, this could be the, the start of you know another great end to the season, which you know with 30 points on, already on the board could see us get into very heady positions? Um, I think we've looked, you know, Southampton, we looked absolutely knackered. Um, you know, the, it was the same team that put in a really good shift against City and and quite rightly earned a point. Um, and, you know, you can argue, you can argue, would Roy have made changes? Were more players available? Or would he have stuck to that formation and, and selection? I don't know. But, you know, the players that you've named there, just to have them available is is obviously a huge lift just from a, a squad rotation and, can, you know, players can have a rest and other people can come in assuming they stay fit. However, based based on the form of those players when, before they got injured or suspended or various, you know, I don't think Andros Townsend's had a particularly good season before he got injured. You know, he always, he always tries really hard. Um, you know, and he's put in a couple of, fant- you know, he's definitely been involved in some, very important goals, but I, I, I'd say it's a, a mildly disappointing stat, uh, season so far to, to his usual standard. Um, I'd say Luke has been disappointing this season as well um, to this point. Uh, but again, maybe maybe needed a rest and the suspension is that is that three game rest that you know he might need to sort of have again have a have a more significant impact in the remainder of the you know the games that are left. So I certainly hope you're right. And like I say, just from a a number of bodies' point of view, it's, it's it's obviously a positive thing. I just don't know if they're going to come back into the team and all of a sudden we're going to be brushing teams aside. But, you know, fingers crossed. I'm going to be stuck to my phone at two o'clock on Saturday afternoon looking for the lineup because it's going to be a really, really intriguing one. Heskiff, Luka Milivojevic, as Albert's just touched on there, him not having the greatest of seasons, um, mm-hmm. does he get back in the team? Because it's going to be, you know... Eliminate the Man City game where I think we can all, not the Man City game, sorry, the Southampton game where I think we can all appreciate that the central midfield looked absolutely knackered almost from minute one. Um, I think Man City away, um, yeah, the Kiate, McCarthy, McCarthur centre midfield three looked like it had a decent balance about it. So does Luca get back into it? Um, I've got to admit, I didn't see the Man City game, so I, I can't comment. Albert leave. I was on uh, non odd time. I was on Albert leave, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, apparently that that three played really, really well. Um, I, I would say I 
expect Luca to get back in the team, uh, just because I think Roy just wants him back in there. Who he comes in in place of, however, I really don't know. I, I would imagine it's James McCarthy. Um, but like you say, it's anyone's guess, really. And whether whether we have any of the injured players coming back for sure uh, on Saturday as well might might sort of dictate who gets dropped and who stays in. So Yeah, and then the other one, which can go to you, Albert, is the patch of Van Arnholt over Jaira Riedewald. Um, player in a month, Jaira Riedewald, that is... Does PVA get back in or is, is it now Jairo's shirt to lose? Yeah, I think uh, it's tricky. Trying to get into the mindset of Roy Hodgson. If it was Jeffrey Schlupp coming back, Jairo would be on that bench quicker than you could say <laughs> you're not player of the month anymore. Because uh, it's PVA, me, my opinion, I would I would keep Jairo in. I think, you know, he's player of the month. He's come in, he's done fantastically well. Uh, I think just because just because a player comes back from injury and is available, doesn't necessarily mean that you know they're one hundred percent fit. So for this game this weekend, I would certainly put um, have PVA on the bench as an option and let Gyro carry on doing his 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 thing. Yeah, I think unless you're in this team, unless you're Vicente Guaita, Wilfred Zaha, and probably Gary Cahill no one's walking straight back into the team I think um, <laughs> okay no one else should be walking straight back into the team but um, obviously <laughs> but yeah so it's, he's definitely going to have to battle for that place I think a lot of people have perhaps been suggesting he could play as a winger I don't really see if that how that's going to happen especially with Townsend coming back especially with the links we're having in the transfer window uh, I'd be very surprised if a winger doesn't come in uh, well, I, let me rephrase that I wouldn't be very surprised if one didn't come in either but um, <laughs> you know we're looking at three separate wingers um, and we will probably get one of those in because we certainly need that depth in that position as shown by the absence of Townsend and Schlupp but um, yeah he's going to have to battle back for that place however in other injury news, um, I don't know where the rumour came from. The rumour is that Cenk Tosin is injured. It's not a big swollen head, is um, it? I, being as... E- <laughs> um, it could very well be, or he's had one of those um, lamb kiboshes at DR's dad's kebab. But <laughs> um, all of the training videos that have been released on the official Palace feeds this week Tosa, there's nowhere to be seen and it's all attacking players that are taking place in drills here. So, Heskiff, have you seen any more rumours about the Tosin injury or what do you think's happening here? No, I've, I saw the rumour that he was injured and I not laughed at him because obviously you don't want anyone injured, but it's just it's about as typical as you can get. Has a very strong debut, then misses a sitter in the next game and then he's injured probably for the rest of the season. No enough. Um, um, yeah, my assumption is ruptured Achilles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we've already, he, we, you know, we put a clause <laughs> in that if he scores one goal, we have to buy him for twenty million. So. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I, I've I've not heard anything about it, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if it was true. Mm. Albert, do you, do you think this is just people looking at these videos and seeing he's not there? I mean, Roy did talk in a press conference when he signed him about having to adapt to a new team and, you know, coming to London, having to find a house and all that. Do you think he might have just been given some Albert leave to go and do some do some things? 
What you mean? It's working, working hard. <laughs> maybe he was like, yeah, maybe. Sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was off house hunting when they were making those videos. Who knows? Mm. He certainly went there smashing the windows with uh, Jordan Ayew. But yeah, so we'll have to wait and see for that one at two o'clock on Saturday or probably in Roy's presser before that. I'm sure it will get addressed there. Um, really looking forward to Roy's presser when it comes out because he always gets very spiky towards the end of the transfer window. So I'm looking forward to him biting some heads off there. Uh, but, you know, this Saturday, how do we feel the result's going to go? I'll go first this week. I think I think we might be able to nick this one. I think refreshed players had that time off. Sheffield United had a tough trip down to Millwall uh, last weekend um, in the FA Cup. Um, really, really tough game. Now you're never getting an easy one. And whilst all our players were sitting with our feet up, having a bit of a rest. So I'll go for a 1-0 win for us, nicking it. Um, probably from, we score from corners now, don't you know? So I'll, I'll go for a Gary Cahill goal. Uh, Albert, what do you think is going to be? Mm, I am slightly less optimistic than you but probably not as pessimistic as old grumpy bollocks over here. Uh, so I'm going to go, I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Yeah, I mean, that would certainly go to form based on what Sheffield United has seven away draws this season. Uh, Hesketh? I'm going to go the way that we all expect me to go. I think we're going to huff and puff, have maybe two shots on target and lose one nil. Well, we certainly can't have another naught shots on target kind of performance like we did against Southampton, which is, I think, since Roy has come in, uh, that was his third no shots on no shots on goal, I think, in that game, and um, no other team has managed three in the same period of time. So, mm, doesn't make for good reading, indeed. We'll be back after this. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast www.backofthenest.com Right, that's almost your lot for this week. Um, please go over to YouTube and watch DR on Back of the Nest at youtube.com um, Head over to backofthenest.com for all of the goodies over there and of course leave your voice clips on 0203 575 through the medium of WhatsApp, follow us on Twitter at Back of the Nest, Instagram at Back of the Nest CPFC. Leave a review. We're back. Leave a, leave a review, specifically a, talk about how wonderful Albert is. Um, although on this pod tonight, on the bits that won't make it, Dean Gordon probably won't think so. And um, a few others as well. He's put, you <laughs> he's put on Crichton, mate. You start. Um, yeah please leave the reviews Uh, they really really help for people to see so keep doing that and we're really really enjoying them or email them to hi at back of the there you can be a little bit more constructive if you feel like that's what you want to be Um, Heskiff who we got next you can you can tell me this who are we talking about next Thursday oh Christ (laughs) Everton 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 away Yes. Thanks, Albert. The Toffees. Uh, one of our last remaining games at Goodison Park. Sad times all <laughs> round. Apparently, I need to make my question statements a little bit more obvious there, Hesky, if I do apologise. Um, right, I think that's enough for this week then. That moment of silence for Goodison Park. We'll leave it there. Albert and Hesketh, thank you so much for joining. 
You're welcome. Thank you very much. And good luck to Mike. I think he's making his debut production of the preview podcast, so don't mess it up. But it's <laughs> definitely going to get left in. <laughs> Until next time, up the palace. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.